0: Hello, I'm Hannah. And I'm Rachel. And this is the Before and After podcast, where we discuss all things related to training, mindset, health, wellness, nutrition, and body image.
1: Whether it's talking from personal experience and sharing stories from our own journeys, or reviewing the latest trends from the health and fitness world, our goal is to provide you with fascinating insights and helpful information to help you reach
0: your own goals. Between us, we have years of training and coaching experience to draw on, and as Masters athletes, we know a thing or two about the highs and lows of working towards being the best version of yourself, both in and out of the gym. We hope you enjoy this episode,
1: and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share so we can expand our audience and keep the conversations
0: flowing. Happy listening! Hello, everybody. Um, We are a little sleepy today. A little, maybe slightly hungover, um, because we were raging yesterday. We went out at 3.30 p.m., and came home at 7:15. It was amazing. We are we are adults. We party. I'm actually really like impressed because I'm sure we've said that in the past that we would be home by something early, and then you know one drink leads to another, and you're having a good time, and you're like, oh, never mind. And yesterday we stuck to the plan. I know. I mean, we and we when your plan, friend was like, manifested it. Come to my. We were dropping one of Rachel's friends off at her house, and she was like, come in. We can drink more champagne. And we were like, no, I, I mean, it's I'm 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 blown away by us, honestly,
1: <laughs> saying no to more champagne. Um, but yes, I was very proud of us, too. It was one of those things where I always sort of come up with a plan. Um, but I think because we all talked about it, we were uh, we were pretty good at actually making it happen in the end.
0: But I blame all of the, the feeling a little rough on the tequila. It was true. It's never the champagne's fault. No. Oh, no. It's no just the tequila. It's the tequila. And, you know, tequila makes you happy in the moment. It does. It, it does. It makes you so happy. And, and I mean, we, know. we
1: were also dressed up like Beyonce on a land shark having a dance party. So that, that, that helps. Tequila yeah. helps with that kind of happy.
0: Got to wear <laughs> sequin hot pants and silver knee-high boots. Yep. Which was fun. I might just wear that outfit more often. Yeah, there's, there's a great
1: picture of us, I'm not sure if you've seen this one yet, of uh, when we were dancing up on that cage, we both came down off of it uh, at the same time, and the blurry picture actually looks like we were doing some weird versions of muscle-ups or something Did <laughs> in it, a club. Can you
0: imagine? That would be amazing. Get muscle-ups, and then sort of manage to pull it off well, and on then, a night out. Right? And then
1: we'd be those people. Like, there's always those... those Memes or those videos out there of CrossFitters, just CrossFitters in the wild and the stupid stuff that they try to pull off when they, you know, just randomly Can you walk call by it, scaffolding on a building and start doing get pull the ups. Urge in, to do yeah. something.
0: Can you call it a night out when you go home at seven fifteen? Or is it more of like a I guess it was afternoon, out, evening out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just an
1: evening. I, I mean, guess we were in a we nightclub,
0: so it feels like a kind of night out
1: yes i mean if you look at the pictures it it very much uh seems like a night out because it looks dark and you know there's neon lights all around and we're clearly inside a dance club um
0: yeah so you when you're inside a dance
1: club you have no idea if it's dark or light outside and uh, it's like being in vegas
0: it was fun it was fun to put on real people clothes if you can call them real people clothes, it was fun to dress up. <laughs> luckily, um, luckily the sweet secret booty shorts are not too much a part of my real regular life. I don't know. But I feel like they should be. Like I, I would be, be really happy if I if like that was just. I kind of want to do a workout in them. I think. Well, well, you go stretchy. Yeah. Oh my! I don't think mine are stretchy, and they're very short. But I mean, I guess it could. Um. So yeah, fun. We we got dressed up. We wore clothes that are not to be worn in the gym and big silver boots and had ourselves a time. And our, I mean, I think paying for it now that sounds kind of harsh because I've basically I was a little slower out of bed yeah, this morning. Just a little slow, a little more I time. gave myself a rest day, although you program gnarly abs, so I felt like I actually did a workout, but. <laughs> And then I was like, oh man, I feel really bad because the last several Sundays has been like, get up early, run, go to the gym, do some skills work, do the core cool mobility class. And this morning I was like, oh man, and I was just about to feel guilty for not doing the running and the skills work. And then I was like, wait a minute, when did I actually last have a rest day? And I, it was well over a week ago. Yeah. Like a so, full rest day. Yeah. So like Tuesday this week was going to be my rest day. But I still ran like three or so miles. No, four miles. I ran four miles on Tuesday morning. Yeah, that's not a rest day. With really sore calves in the beginning. So that doesn't really count. So I actually don't feel too bad. And I've been productive. I just feel, yeah, you know, like, ugh. I mean, we've talked about this before. I feel like
1: genuine genuine rest days are, um, I mean, yeah. For some people, I think really hard to, to actually commit to. They, uh... I I always have people come into open gym or like even the core mobility class. Like I feel like core mobility is probably like the limit of like you being like, is it, you know, you can do 10 minutes of ab work and still consider it like a rest day from training. But it's funny to me that sometimes people come in and they're like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to work on a little like snatch skill work. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a rest day. Like
0: (laughs) Not a rest day the dumbbells are just a little lighter than what i normally use so it's a rest day i kind of like this it sort of leads into what i want to talk about today um which is like how often you lie to yourself and i feel like lying is probably a strong word it's good clickbait right <laughs> but like more like how often are you telling yourself untruths yeah or telling the world or presenting to the world untruths or lies whatever you want to call it um Cause I think it probably happens a lot more often mm-hmm. and I'm sure we've talked about it before, but like integrity matters yeah. to me Yeah. in like everything I do in life, not just like fitness related stuff, but I've always been really curious about, so, we, you know, we've, we've done a few competitions this year mm-hmm. and like, I'm kind of a princess when it comes to competitions. Like <laughs> I want, I don't want to go and compete at anything if I feel like I don't have any chance whatsoever. Like if I was to go to a, yeah. a, a competition and everybody else in my heat was a games athlete and this, you know, the buy-in to the workout was something like 10 on broken ring muscle ups. I don't want to be there because then I just get to stand there and feel like an idiot and struggle. And yeah, and that's just like my ego, ego being a princess. But I've always never really understood these people that, in online aspects of competition, use fake plates or cheat reps so that Mm. they can qualify to the next round. Right. And then if they got through and were not caught (laughs) out, it's like, so either, I mean, if you're going to fake something, it's because you're not capable of doing it, I would assume. And then you're going to go into maybe a live event and look like an idiot because you don't come anywhere close. I've never really understood that, mentality yeah yeah especially in a qualifying situation like i feel like plenty of um
1: i mean there's really just no way to know how many people cheat reps during something like say the crossfit open right worldwide and there's of thousands of people are doing these workouts with no one other than in theory a, a, someone that's passed the judge's course like watching them in their own gym setting right but even that sometimes people don't even
0: use right so if there's you're no, sitting, I mean, if you're no sitting here listening, content. going, "Oh my God, I've definitely screwed up like counting in a workout," I wouldn't, you know, don't oh, don't yeah. leave this, this thinking, that, "Oh my God, I'm a liar," that, like... because we've all screwed up counting. Yes. Um, but and it's not just like the fitness stuff that I wanted to get to. It's just like, you know, holding yourself accountable. Like, you know, we yeah. were talking about people who log food and mm-hmm. you know maybe have a coach and what goes in is not necessarily truly representative and like i see that a lot because you know i've got a lot of people right now who are electing to count macros and you know i've had it where you know do the check-in and i'm talking to them and it's they're like yeah i think we should just lower the macros because i'm not i'm not losing any weight and i'm like okay well let's look at this your your whoop or whatever like wearable that is putting information into your food log too, to show like your calorie burn is saying, for example, you're burning 2,600 calories on a fairly regular basis. And if you've eaten truly what you've said, then you've been eating about 2,200 calories. So every day, theoretically is a deficit. So unless you have a hormonal problem or you're on certain drugs, you shouldn't be able to gain weight. So it doesn't really matter. If there's a disconnect here and assuming that you're healthy, it doesn't matter if I plug in different numbers because if what's going in there isn't truly representative of what you're eating, yeah. then you're not gonna get the so result. so is
1: your so is your read on a situation like that that probably this person or these people who like are are just not being entirely Thorough and honest about what they're
0: eating. Well, I think for some people, it's just a lack of understanding, um and you know, a lot of like, and a lack of awareness, like yeah. a lot of mindless eating. Like quite often, if I'm sort of seeing this disconnect and I'm suspicious of what's going in, mm-hmm. then I'll be like, well, you know, the first question is like, do you have kids? And pretty much everybody who has kids. Yeah, ends up taking off their plate bites or, here and yeah, bites there yeah, yeah. and then finishing what's on the kid's plate. And they don't track that because it's not their meal. Yeah. And then, like, the little bite of something or handful of chips or, or you know, extra glass of wine that you don't want to admit to doesn't go in. And right. all of a sudden, that example of burning 2,600 calories and allegedly only eating 2,200 calories if you're having bites of your kids' food and an extra glass of wine and a small handful of chips—that it's just a small handful, so it doesn't matter, right? right. Suddenly, very it's quickly, make up that 400 calorie deficit, that four hundred calorie <laughs> deficit is gone, and likely you're in a surplus now. So, of course, you're not going to see the results. So, it's sort of. You, you're, as a coach, you obviously can't be like you liar, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what are you true. doing? I mean, but it's time. It's definitely time to get like curious. It's like okay, what, what's happening? Yeah. So it's gonna be so hard as a nutrition coaching because you
1: are right. You're absolutely reliant on people just telling you the truth. Yeah. And I'm. I love when our podcasts kind of go in these directions where I feel. um I feel called out. Um, Not like that Hannah is intentionally doing that to me, but I'm literally today. I was just thinking I, my, my check-in with my coach is due tomorrow. And I don't, I don't even know how to track what we did yesterday. Like, right. Like, like yesterday, like just all bets were off. Right. I mean, I ate like I normally would for half the day. And then I drank tequila, champagne, Juice, um, pizza, and then Thai food that I did not portion out or even think about. Um, <laughs> Apparently, Jeff gave me a couple slices of pizza. I actually don't even remember at all having in my hand. So um, He was feeding you pizza was, and water. Yeah, he was feeding you pizza time. and water, which is awesome, right? That's why I Carbs feel okay and hydration. today. Um, but I was like, this is what I was like literally just struggling with today, was like, I don't even, I don't know how to count that. And then I was like, I'm also, if I try to track it i'm gonna be embarrassed like i'm basically gonna tell my coach like yeah i i went to a party and just went nuts and i don't actually myself want to see how many calories i might have consumed like right like it's i mean i trained in the morning i'm definitely not like obsessive about my macros or my weight anymore i feel like i'm in a really healthy place so it's not like I'm going to think all my hard work is undone and, you know, I woke up today and I'm eating normally eating at my same, like, you know, maintenance calories. Um, so it's not like I'm starving myself today or anything, but I was very tempted to just in the app select that I didn't track yesterday. So she'll get, she'll see no data. And I can just tell her like, yeah, sorry, it was a crazy day. Like, I went to a friend's party, I definitely had some drinks, and I didn't track my food, which is a version of the truth, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not lying to her. I'm not, like, putting in all the food I ate up until 4 p.m. and then stopping what I'm telling her. Um, so I feel like, going back to kind of the way you introduced this beginning, is, you know, it's it's lying or half-truths, and, like, in my case, I feel like in my brain right now, I'm trying to, like, spin a version of the truth that, that my coach will... Uh, find more palatable. <laughs> but now that we're talking about this, I feel like I should just actually try to remember, like,
0: and I mean, estimate like, what, how much
1: alcohol I actually had. What would she and, say? Like, well, she wouldn't say. I mean, She's not going to be like, like you gonna, are a shit yeah, client. Like, she's not going like, to. Go away. Even at other times when I've told her that, like, I'm thinking of, like, cutting out alcohol completely, she'll be like, is that reasonable or sustainable? Like, you seem to like to have a few drinks here and there. Like, that's not bad. And I was like, oh, okay, great. She's telling me it's okay. Um, so no, I think, right? Like she she wouldn't, what is she going to do? I mean, I, I pay her to and nutrition it's... coach me. She, it's not like I don't know that yesterday is not a good move if I were to actually have very particular weight class goals I was working on right now. Like I know.
0: I know all the choices I made yesterday and their impacts, but so yeah, it's one day. So it's it's not gonna, it's not even going to be a blip on the scale, but so what is, what would make, well, what will make you feel better, right? To, to actually go in and do your best through pictures and questions to people who are around you, like trying to enter in as close as possible, everything that Mm -hmm. you actually consumed and being like, quote unquote, honest, as honest as you could be. Uh. And then feeling good because now you've been honest with your coach, regardless of what she may say, not understanding that like you're paying her, you're not like, yeah, you don't have to be a certain weight by a certain time or whatever. You're literally sitting at maintenance and enjoying a little life balance. Yep. Or would you feel better doing like a kind of a non-tracking, just life got crazy little untrue? I know.
1: I mean, it's... I I would have said about an hour ago, I was pretty comfortable with the uh, spin of the truth that it's just like, I'm just going to click that, you know, that button that says I didn't track. Um, But I don't know. I think it's it's an interesting question because like, I I know I'm I'm having a crisis (laughs) of conscience because like, (laughs) it's, there are lots of things where... I want to, I definitely want to have integrity for myself with something like this. And there's a question that gets asked on my check-in every week as well, which is like to rate how well you think you tracked. Mm
0: -hmm. So like
1: one through five, five is like, I weighed and measured like absolutely everything. And I feel really confident that I've logged everything I've consumed. And usually I, I, I say about a four Mm -hmm. because I just feel like right with, uh, well, I mean, you're the one that kind of taught me those horrific, uh, percentages that like you know some nutrition labels have like a 15 20 margin of error anyway stuff like that so i always i never actually think i can be a full five like 100 percent sure about what i've tracked and measured um because sometimes i eyeball things i guess um so there's that level of integrity right like i i do also get to say yeah maybe i didn't really track that great this week um so I don't know. There's like, I'm, I'm, I'm overthinking this now. That's the bottom line. I'm just <laughs> I'm overthinking
0: and I have till tomorrow morning to decide. <laughs> oh gosh. And then she's going to lose sleep over it tonight. Being like, what level of untruth yeah. am I good with? I mean, I think it's more like, um, uh, I
1: feel like if I were to track, if I, yeah, try to track yesterday, absolutely everything and err on the side of like, overage rather than underage right like be like i think i remember three slices of pizza i'm gonna actually log four just to be safe or something like that um i think more than anything what would be hard about that would be being faced with the reality of like like how much you can
0: actually consume mindlessly i think it'd be kind of a fun thing yeah to do to just you know because like so that kind of a night out, I'm calling it a night out. I want to feel cool, cool. though
1: no, we're not sure. <laughs>
0: that kind of a night out is something that many people, that's every weekend. I know. It used to be my every weekend. It used to be my like five days a week. Oh my I God. Feel like. mm-hmm. Yeah. Professional. But if you think, and that's another thing to think about, like in terms of, you know, I have people who are tracking who do really, really well, like Monday through Thursday, and yeah. then Friday through Sunday, kind of it all goes to shit. And, it goes to shit enough to undo the sort of on track Monday to Thursday. Yeah. Um, and and I think that it is a bit of a shocker that if you continue to kind of, you know, tell yourself that untruth or like, oh, it's just one night, that how much harm could that do? Well, quite a lot. Because, you know and it's not just like that night where you just, once you start to drink and you get that buzz and it's really easy to just have a few extra, you make, mix, especially mixed drinks, like the tequila drinks we were drinking. Yeah. I had one that had lots of lemonade in it. So that's, like, I know
1: I'm, I'm doing it right now as we speak, by the way, I'm starting to log yesterday's food. We're going to, we're going to do this in real time. It's grand reveal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to
0: admit it all on the podcast. <laughs> Cause I'd say like in each of those like little pouchy drink things, it yeah. probably had like a, probably. like I'd,
1: 12 ounces 16 ounces what do you think those little pouches
0: like a can of lemonade do you think a whole can and then and then um, uh, dave and i were trying to work this out i'd say two shots of tequila oh i think more oh really i those were pretty strong uh just so people have a clear
1: picture of this by the way because it's also awesome um when we boarded uh the land sharks which are these amphibious vehicles that drive around, uh, town and, um, then go out into the, the harbor, um, here in Santa Barbara. Um, and you can bring drinks and music and everything like that. So we had dance parties on these boats. And when we got on them, we were, uh, around our neck. Uh, each of us was given a, a, like a giant Capri sun. For those of you who know what Capri suns are, they're like those little juice pouches that you stab a straw through. So they had pre-made cocktails in these like adult-sized Capri Sun pouches that were hung around our necks (laughs) with straws poking out of them. It was great. So I would say each of those pouches probably held, yeah, like 16 ounces of liquid. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking like, yeah, I mean, we could estimate like a can of like 12 ounces of lemonade and four ounces of tequila. Yeah. And the other ones was... Tw- probably like something like 12 ounces of grapefruit juice and four ounces of tequila.
0: Log it. Let's see. So are you just logging <sighs> right now, like well, yesterday evening's stuff. Cause that would be like, I don't care what you ate in the day, but just the night out alone, like what that looks like.
1: Um. <laughs> well, yeah. And because of the way I log in this app, I it will actually be able, I will be able to uh, see what I'll log everything from the night out under like the dinner category and it'll subtotal that.
0: Okay. Um, well, this this will be intriguing the, to yeah, see. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So what? Right now, if you're listening, what do you think uh, Rachel consumed in terms of like total calories for so three, four, five, six, like three and a half hour night out, which also for many people is not very long.
1: Oh yeah, I mean we were like. Very respectably back home on the couch watching Die Hard by seven thirty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're in our slippers. Um, eating Thai food and drinking water. <laughs> yes, water, not wine. Um, so yes, it'll be interesting to see what that three and a half hours totals up in terms of calories. So Sh- then should
1: I log half the liquor as fat and half as carbs?
0: Sure. I mean, I don't really care too much about the macro breakdown. I just, like, I'm intrigued by how many calories you put into your body that night.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I should log them as, I guess I log them as I will give them the caloric equivalent.
0: So, while Rachel is crunching some numbers, like, it's a good time to sort of think, and this isn't, like, throwing shade. Of course not. But start to think about, like, what untruths or little white lies might you be telling yourself, she's just raising her eyebrows in surprise. <laughs> uh, might I should have got you to do like a scale of one to ten. Like, how good do you feel about yourself? And then calculate the numbers. Now how good do you feel about yourself? I'm going to estimate um, for the record that yeah. you consume. So you're putting in the tequila, champagne, pizza, and Thai food. Is that it? Um Oh, well, I have, I have
1: to add lemonade. And lemonade. I'm
0: going to guess something in the order of, like, twelve to 1,500 calories.
1: Over what I would normally consume? Just the,
0: uh, yeah, like, what that total is for that, like, as you're looking at, like, that dinner segment. The total calories that were consumed from the moment we drank our first glass of champagne... finishing our Thai food. But yeah, start to think about like what little untruths you may be telling yourself, whether it's like stuff to do with your nutrition. And if you're not admitting to everything you're eating, is it because it's just better for your ego to not? Or is it because perhaps there's a complete lack of awareness or you're not even thinking about the number of times you have a little snack. And I, most often I actually hear when people are talking about like mindless snacking and sort of overeating comes from snacks being brought into the workplace.
1: Oh yeah. We've had freaking bowls of candy in the office. Like it's sort of stunned this time of before year. before Halloween, it's terrible. Right
0: around Halloween, there's all this candy everywhere. And then we get into like Thanksgiving and then Christmas and you know that there's just temptation everywhere and unless you are eating candy with like individual wrappers so you actually have to witness like all of these the little wrappers so maybe yeah. that's the thing if you have a dying urge to take candy in because mm-hmm. it's like the thing to do at your workplace buy candies that have individual wrappers i know that's probably not great for trash and the environment all the rest of it but At least then you kind of get a visual or if, if, you know, even if you're not bringing candy, but you know, you're going to snack, if there's an option to have something that has wrappers, then you get to actually be like, oh, shoot. Okay. It's,
1: it's the same. It's the same idea as why I love pistachios because nuts are like, I, I like a lot of different kinds of nuts, but they are very, um, calorically dense and so especially if you're working towards specific strategic goals um nuts and nut butters are usually something people avoid because they're just so calorically dense but i love pistachios because same as the candy idea you have to unshell each one so it slows you down you can't like shove a whole handful in your mouth um yeah so yeah individual wrapped although i have in general can... i have
0: seen someone who we both know who is a pistachio freak and, like, he could unshell at speed. Real fast, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's true. I mean, it, it slows me down, at least, I guess, but... Um, all right, have
0: you crunched numbers? I have. I have. What? Okay, first of all, tell us what you put in there. And so, like, this makes... Like, what this, I logged? Yeah, what did you put in? Okay. And this, if this sounds at all familiar for you, for, like, a night out, then brace yourselves.
1: Okay. So, um, I put in three uh, cups. So that's like, and cup is eight ounces. So three cups, 24 ounces of, um, I put in mimosas just because that's something I found that seemed, even though I didn't have actual juice in the, um, champagne, but that had the right carb number for like me to log it, um, to get the right amount of calories. So that's about 472 calories of champagne hmm Um, I put in um three quarters of a ten inch diameter restaurant cheese pizza.
0: hmm
1: Um, so that's like seven hundred ish calories. Um I put in some Thai green curry and jasmine rice and tofu for my late night Thai food that I actually still have the leftovers in the fridge, not really sure how much I ate, but um yeah, kind of a reasonable guessing on that. And then I did um four ounces of liquor I logged as fat, four as carbs. Um Hannah can explain all the science behind that, but there's there, since alcohol is not actually a macronutrient, um some nutrition coaches have different preferences of like how people log it. Um and it can sort of make up for some of your carbs or fat. And then twelve ounces of uh, fresh pink grapefruit juice and 12 ounces of lemonade.
0: What is the grand total?
1: So, <laughs> she looks nervous. <laughs> she looks nervous. The grand total of that um is 2000. Ooh, I was wrong. 759 calories. Okay. Yeah. The rest of the day. Um, so prior to that, I had consumed, I had, you know, in my morning snack, my breakfast and my lunch, which were all spot on with what I normally eat in a good, uh, reasonable day to get me to around. I'm, I'm sitting around 2000 calories for maintenance right now. Um, those in total were only about 12 or 1300 calories.
0: So, so listen to that reasonable estimate. I, yeah, a good chunk. Like the majority of your day, cause you got up early ish. Yeah. You ate about 1200 calories
1: mm-hmm.
0: in three and a half hours. Yep. Of like going out and having fun and just, you know, full send. Yeah. 2,700 calories. Yeah. So and more
1: f- than a high training day in my like normal maintenance world.
0: And, you know, for like three and a half hours, like I said, that's not a long time to be out for a lot of people, you know, I'd go out like 6 p.m. Oh, yeah. or whatever till midnight or beyond. And then the drunker you get, probably the worse the choices that you make yeah. in terms of like food. And then the more hungover you are the next day, because it's not just that day. Like, I'm sure today you've eaten exactly what you usually eat. Yeah. But for most people, like if you go out like if we doubled the amount of time we went out yesterday and went home at ten fifteen instead of seven fifteen, which still would have been like not a complete rager for a lot of people yeah. and drunk for those three hours then i guarantee that today we would be making like horrible choices just yeah. to try and like yeah. you know like do you just want greasy nasty food because it feels like it's gonna soak up the hangover somehow mm-hmm. so imagine that you've had 2700 calories which is more than an entire day's worth of eating yep. normally, even if you're training hard. Consumed mindlessly for a lot of it, it's just sort of like, yeah, put it in. Woo! It's totally, I want to say this, like, this is not like a bashing of our behavior yesterday. Yeah, no, I'm not beating myself up We off. had fun. This is
1: fascinating to like,
0: think about. <laughs> if you do this once in a while. Yeah. It's not going to have any problem whatsoever Mm -hmm. because you could also, you know, even if you don't drink, like you could go out for a restaurant meal and have like three, four or five course meal or whatever and eat that same amount of calories very easily without having alcohol. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I take down a 10 inch pizza myself quite regularly. I would be much (laughs) more worried about somebody who never ever allowed themselves to do that than somebody who you know, every once in a while, I was like, hey, we're going to go and have fun. Yeah. Um, But how, you know, like if you were to try to eat 2,700 calories it, eating your usual food, that would be a lot of eating. Oh, yeah. The amount you of like prob- broccoli
1: I would have yeah, to eat. Yeah, you'd consume. probably and feel <laughs> like...
0: uncomfortably full. Yeah. But liquid calories, man, that's... Liquid calories and that's then things impressive. like, you know, the pizzas and then, you know, Thai curries and... You know, it's that's when you start to realize that, like, if that's your regular behavior, Mm. even if Monday through Thursday, you have been perfection and like tracked every bite and eaten either maintenance or deficit or whatever it is to work towards your goals. And then you did that. Like, I remember when I was young, I would do that Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Like every weekend. Yeah. Um then you're going to completely lose all of the hard work you put in Monday through Thursday. Yeah.
1: Although the flip side of that, I mean, what's interesting, right. Is also to think, because yes, I mean, when you're, when I am in a deficit, when I've been like actively trying to lose body fat um, or change body composition, generally, I mean, we've seen you go, you've done the extreme version where you cut down to what was your lowest calories when you were doing that extreme cut? Fourteen. 1400. Yeah. So like, right, like big deficit each day. Um, generally speaking, my coach, when we have done a cut will drop me somewhere, you know, maybe we shave off a hundred calories and go up to maybe like 350 calorie deficit per day. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So that's like, you know, that's, that's a very reasonable, um, not super aggressive kind of cut, but, um, a pound of fat is 3,500 calories, right? Mm Mm-hmm so at a 350 calorie deficit in theory you could lose a pound every 10 days
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so what i did yesterday 2700 extra calories um yeah is right about that right like would undo about a week's worth of a moderate deficit um but as crazy as it is to see those numbers and realize how easy it was to do on one day what the flip side of that should also tell me is at most what I did yesterday is what three quarters of a pound that I might have gained. If, if everything actually were working out that way, obviously I danced a lot last night too. So I might've burned more calories. There's lots of things in that, but in theory, if I were just sitting around taking in those calories and building, you know, fat mass from them, like three quarters of a pound
0: so if you're obsessing about scale numbers, that's actually not really a big deal, right? Like if, if it's just a one-off. And for most of us, even if you did gain three quarters of a pound overnight, which like you said <laughs> doesn't wouldn't doesn't have happened really happen because way, yeah. you danced and all the rest of it, and you know, you worked out hard during the day. So, you know, let's but let's just say for shits and giggles, you you gained three quarters of a pound as a healthy human being. I am not going to be able to see that at all. Right, right. Absolutely. I'm not going to be able to not, see that.
1: And that is not going to undo strength work and all the other, you know, good stuff that, that we're doing in training and things like that. In fact, so, it forced me into a
0: rest day. Right. So, you know. I know. A- For
1: <laughs> Hannah, it's probably actually brilliant that this forced her into a rest day. Because <laughs> now your body is going to rest and repair, which will allow, right, would allow you to train better next week. next week and all kinds of things. So... So, yes, I feel like this has been a good exercise because being honest was fascinating.
0: I I want to ask you, like, how, like, (laughs) I could see as you were plugging it in, there was some kind of, like, oh, God, this is, like, I I was happy to just, like, hours ago, I was happy to just, like, say, I didn't track it, out of sight, out of mind, I don't care, it's fine, but then there's that curiosity, too, of, like, oh, God, but what what did I do? So, now that you've tracked it, (laughs) A... How do you feel and how do you think that, like you said, you're in a happy, healthy place right now Mm -hmm. because you've kind of chased strength gains and weight loss and dabbled in maintenance and gone straight back to something else again. So how does that make you feel? Seeing those numbers, and does it confirm to you that you are in a happy, healthy place, <laughs> or is there like that hint of anxiety of like, oh shit, oh shit, I just I I ate all of that. Oh my god, what have I done? Oh god, do I lie about it? Do I hide it? Ah. Well, I think it's I think it's a little
1: bit of all of that. I feel like she's the, a hot the, mess in right the short, <laughs> In the short like whatever 10 15 minutes we've been talking about this. Um, I've I've run the full gamut of emotions
0: <laughs> in this little microcosm of a case. Really thing. you guys, I just thought um, on this podcast to like yeah. mess with Rachel every time. Um, what did you
1: do? No, I mean I think um yes, my facial expressions I'm sure as I was adding it, I think what I really realized is like this is why I I don't like I don't really drink juice or like I I have Drink your tequila really been <laughs> Happy limiting alcohol, um, this past year. Cause when you actually start plugging it in, um, it, it's, it's amazing, right? Like calorie, you drink calories in mm-hmm. a way that, like you said, you could never consume as much food. Um, but just liquid sugar is like, it's kind of mind blowing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the amount of like carbs and fat that you can fit in if it's like an oil form or right? Like high fat form, sugar form. Um, that's pretty impressive, but I do think it has confirmed that I, I still feel like I'm in a happy, healthy place. Cause even just talking around that, adding it up and then stating what we just did about the difference that that could actually make on the scale Mm -hmm. or like, you know, even at its most, you know, awful, um,
0: is not going to change anything. And, It would be really fascinating experiment. It would be horrible for you, but (laughs) (laughs) but if you were to do, um, like, you. I'm assuming like your weight is pretty stable right now. Mm -hmm. It's not all over the place. That if you were to then spend like, say, two weeks, just doing that every day, to see what that actually would do to your body. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, right? Because in theory, that would be. 10 pounds or so, right? I mean, if I did that, what I did yesterday every day for two weeks, it should be somewhere in the vicinity of 10 pounds um, worth of calories, surplus. Um, and then if, if I were if you lifting could... super, super heavy AF and like training a bunch, I could probably build
0: muscle mass. Well, what would be really interesting would be to, like, clone you (laughs) and then have one version of you do the party version where you're, like, drinking a lot of that.
1: sleeping like shit every night. Yeah, and then, like, you're consuming the
0: calories and a lot of it comes from, like, alcohol and, and like, food after that. And then the knock-on effect is just, like... Because in theory, yes, Mm -hmm. like, if you can go to the gym the next day and work really hard, then you can put all those calories. Yeah, that glycogen, all the... I mean, the alcohol... That doesn't, that's an empty calorie Um, So yes, it can be logged as fats or carbs, but essentially it's just a waste. It's not going to
1: function like those macronutrients would. It's just a waste. It doesn't, your body
0: can't go, oh, ethanol. Yay. Yay.
1: Muscles. I can turn that into muscle protein synthesis. And
0: then, you know, if that other clone of you was like, you consumed the same amount of high calories, Mm -hmm. but there was no alcohol involved. It was like drinking Coca-Cola and eating sweets and stuff like that. Yeah, most likely that version of you, if you were working out hard, you could put it to some good right. use. Cause um, like Matt
1: Frazier, right? Like, like elite athletes oh, who you like just to. pound Coke and Pepsi and sugar, right? I mean, that's the way they're I've like worked with their body, so. several
0: endurance athletes this year. And it's kind of fun being like, drink your calories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I mean, you have to consume. That I learned much. that on the mountain in Ecuador. I,
1: I wish I had had more liquid calories. I needed that. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I'm. Thank you for being a part of a like a <laughs> unplanned experiment. So
1: now, uh, yeah, I'm gonna obviously I'm just gonna let my coach see this tomorrow, and I'm gonna send her the link to the podcast <laughs> and be like, just so you know, integrity um, and honesty. I, I think yeah. I but mean, I think you know, it's it's. Or maybe I won't send her the I'll, I'll I'll just see what she says first. <laughs> maybe I'll like Rachel's coach. Be nice, right? I think um, she'll be nice. I'm sure she'll be nice. She lives in Mexico City and paste and posts the most amazing pastry photos all the time. She's an Olympic
0: weightlifter, and I think she she loves all the sugary goodness too. Because <laughs> I mean, like as a coach, and I often, you know, sometimes, especially the people that I actually speak to, not mm-hmm. just like it's harder with emails. It's harder to tease stuff out of people, oh, yeah. but when you're actually like speaking to people, and then you know, they talk about they're not seeing progress or not feeling Mm -hmm. different whatever and if you go in as a coach like what the shit have you done like you're a moron you're an idiot you failed or anything like that Mm -hmm. then that's no help to anybody but if you're actually like okay it's fine right it's you're a grown up you get to choose yeah like this is not your life does not depend on a set of numbers not really sort of but not really (laughs) um it's not like you're making what i mean by that is like you're not like your job is not a weight class athlete. Right. Right. You're Unless not going to miss the Olympics because who you decided to, to yeah. blow it all up one night and now you weigh in too heavy. Yeah. Um, that when you actually can draw out that honesty, then people will start to make progress. Yeah. Because it's, you know, I've definitely been through phases with like food and eating and all the rest of it where I've been kind of living a lie and like, ignoring certain behaviors or, yep. you know, probably the biggest one in recent times is, you know, I spend forever talking to people about you know, healthy foods and whole mm-hmm. foods and balanced nutrition and then I'm so busy doing that for everybody else that when it comes to me, it's like what did I actually eat today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm telling other people to do. Um, and that's probably been one of my biggest untruths. Yeah. And, like, really trying now because of like adding in extra running and just putting a bit more strain on the body and going for longer trying to be much better about like eating eating more yeah real food yeah and cooking more because i hate cooking <laughs> i love to bake cakes <laughs> yeah but i hate cooking and like it's 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 too easy for me to not eat enough um or to just eat stuff that is entirely processed. Right. Yeah. The quick, easy stuff. Quick, easy, yeah. throw it yeah. in the microwave. Cool. We're done. Um, but like, I have to actually do what I'm telling people to do. And I feel much better. Like when you do that, mm-hmm. feel much, much better and perform much better and want to go and do the training stuff. Cause like nobody actually wants to get up in the dark and go running. <laughs> Yeah.
1: And if you tell I, me I that you do, don't. I don't believe
0: you. <laughs> but like every single day I do that, I'm like, come on, you know you want to and it's all fine. But yes, so that's probably been like my biggest untruth now. Yeah. But like certainly in the past in terms of food, like as somebody who's had an eating disorder, you are a first class liar. Well right. the disease is the yeah, first class yeah, liar. Yeah. Like you're probably a really nice person, but like anybody with any kind of addictions. Yeah. Your whole life is built on Addict- lies. Addicts are really good liars. You're right, and, you and know, it's deception. We, I'm
1: curious if you have so, we kind of started this, and obviously my example, uh, we were going down a path of lying to ourselves about what we're consuming in like the direction of underestimating how much we eat.
0: Mm-hmm. But like,
1: do you find you also get people who lie in the other direction? Like maybe they're actually like starving themselves, but they're telling their coach they eat 1800 calories like how, how do you honestly as a coach do you see that and if you do see that how do you tease out that person like that kind of mentality right because like someone who's overeating and not telling you if they're also sending you body measurements and right like mm-hmm. you, you'll be able to sort of see yeah they're either status quo or not but if they're like under eating and telling you they're eating more how do you how do
0: you deal with that as a coach I mean, that's a really interesting question. And most of my clients are the, you know, the other way where they're like eating more. Mindless eating. Mindless eating or just like not, you know, for some people like tracking and using an app is very intuitive and it's very easy for other people. It's like a nightmare. Yeah. And then like you try and go down like other routes to make it easier. But then, you know, busy working day and all of a sudden you've forgotten what you're eating and all the rest of it. Because of like the gray area, like a nutrition coach is technically not allowed to deal with eating disorders. Oh yeah, in terms of like, you can't diagnose, you can't like treat, you can't kind of look at the problem and be like, all right, where did this stem from? Let's dive into that. Right, you're not a therapist, not a a doctor, doctor, medical doctor, okay, not a psychiatrist or psychologist. what i can do is help with like the practice of behavioral change um but i think i mean it, it is just really a tough one and it totally depends from case to case because everybody's reasons for doing that mm-hmm. and like lying to themselves also other people around them comes from a different place yeah so it's always you know you can't just dive in at okay so we're here we're gonna just like Put a Band-Aid over a bullet wound. Like, you might make some initial steps, and but it's all going to fall apart. Yeah. Um, so the first step with somebody who's kind of in denial about what they're eating and then trying to tell the world, I eat this much, when they're actually eating next to nothing, yeah. is to build trust to the point where you find out the why. Like, why does this behavior exist? And until you find that out, you're not going to get anywhere
1: yeah 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 it's i mean it's so i don't know this is like now i've got all these like things about like how i want to like think through i'm like how much do i lie to my coach like maybe I...
0: it's an interesting thing and like <laughs> I, I said like, again like so, i so like uh, the word lie sounds like heavy like i said yeah like, you know like this, i'm probably gonna spinning... put it i'm probably gonna yeah. put it in the title because it's people go Ooh, lying. Ooh, wow, oh lying oh wow why lying um <laughs> But, you know, like, I always feel like a lie. I want to save that for something that's really yeah. severe. It sounds, like,
1: malicious. Like, I don't, yeah. right, I don't think anyone... I'm certainly not lying to my nutrition coach for any kind of, like, thing other than maybe just hiding some personal, like, embarrassment or shame. Right. Like that's, it's more about my shame around.
0: Honestly, if if for a lot of people, whether it's to do with like nutrition stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it's to do with like the performance in the gym, like, cause you know, in our sports, sport or CrossFit, you track everything Yeah. and your community that you work out with gets to see results. Or maybe in some gyms, I remember back in the day it would always people's names and times or weights or whatever be written down on the board. So you could always look and see. And, And I think aside from like the mindless aspect That for a lot of people, it's just, sometimes it's hard to just admit that who you want to be or how you want to behave is disconnected from where you're actually at. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to be like honest with like, this is me and this is my bullshit. But when you own your bullshit and when you go, yeah, actually, fuck, I do this. Yeah. I do this. Like... Then from there you can go. Okay, what do I need? What are my action steps that I need to take in order to be this person? Because if you're not really that person, like the, my reference at the beginning with people who use fake plates or whatever to get to the next level of competition, yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's like you, just because you say you're that, you're not, you're not, you're not that. Right. You're not that, and you're gonna get shown up at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: mean, it's true. It's like we kind of went in the direction of of nutritional truth-telling um but i guess yeah when we kind of initially thought up this topic i thought it was more we'd we'd be talking about stuff like that because i feel like this is this is always a thing for me at the gym is like who who is an rx athlete right like is it something you just like think about yourself? Like I'm an RX athlete. RX state of mind. Yeah. It's an RX (laughs) state of mind. But because like you said, in CrossFit, like everything is measured and everything is very precise and prescribed that like, it's fascinating to see how much we also can sort of, uh, spin a version of ourselves that is not, um, validated by the numbers. So, I think we've we've probably talked about this a little bit before on the podcast, but like you know, when you track things, we we use SugarWad this app at our gym, and so you basically get to tell it I did RX or I did scaled, and you know, there's always these these moments that that happen where people are logging RX, and you're like, mm, yeah, but your your push ups like are like quarter push ups, so like if there's a bunch of push ups in that workout, and push ups was the RX version, did you really do push-ups that would have counted in competition or did you do your version of push-ups which is actually a scaled push-up
0: you know and it's kind of like the food it's like how much of that is just lack of awareness right like perhaps perhaps you think that Mm -hmm. you're doing that Mm -hmm. push-up and to you that feels like you've done a full range of motion push-up and perhaps you got unfortunate that that day the coach either didn't see or just right. neglected yeah. to tell you that what you're doing is not.
1: Or if you have a limited range of motion, stint. maybe that is your fullest range of motion in a push-up, But if you were
0: actually in a competition, it wouldn't count. And then right. how much of it is like, my ego is RX. Yeah. So damn it. <laughs> I think I'm that's what it, it is, it. right? Like
1: I think with my nutritional tracking, my ego is that I am a very responsible nutrition client who does exactly what my coach tells me and when I do mess up, I just hide that from her <laughs> because <laughs> right. my now identity, out, people. my ego identity out. is that I am a good client and mm-hmm. I follow directions. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's interesting cause like also much like me lying to my coach, logging RX in an app at a gym doesn't actually matter. Right. Like no one's checking up on you. These are not for any kind of real competitions. Like the only person you are affecting with that small untruth is yourself, right? Because if you, a year from now, do that same workout and you can do full depth push-ups that are beautiful and your score is, say it takes you longer time, all you've done is cheat yourself from recognizing that a year later you have PR'd
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that you'll just look back and be like, I did that RX a year ago and it took me 11 minutes, but it just took me 15 minutes to do it RX. And you're going to think that like you've done worse, but in reality you should have logged scaled last year. Right. So it's like, we're only hurting ourselves. That doesn't hurt anyone else other than the athlete who has done that to themselves. Right. They didn't. And the people who watch it and go like, that is not true. Like, yes, I mean, I am. And, and it's true. I mean, people who are coached by me probably are listening to this laughing because I'm sure they have heard me either say it to them or say it to someone else. Like I do try to encourage people to reflect on things they have done in terms of movement standards, right? I mean, it's like...
0: That's the equivalent of being like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. I'm not mad,
1: I'm disappointed, y'all. You
0: You know this. You should take a moment to reflect on your score submission. On your score submission. (laughs) And let me know what comes up for you. Exactly. Like,
1: and sometimes if I haven't slept well... I'm not going to be able to look you I'm in the strife, eye on Thursday morning classes. I am so mean. Like, I'll be much more direct. I'll be like, hey, you logged that Rx, and I'm sorry, you didn't do it, Rx. Like, sometimes I'm really direct like that. And, you know, maybe that makes me... I don't know. I, I, some people don't like that. I try not to do that with people who I know are just showing up to get in a good workout. Mm-hmm. We've definitely talked about this before, right? That, like, integrity and standards... I think they always matter.
0: So when you but get wound places, up, they don't matter. Right? Let's just like, say like in that sense. somebody you, you're scrolling through the day's results. Yeah. Looking at who you need to go and beat when you do the class later on. Right. And, <laughs> and you see that result where you're like, that's not true. Yeah. Now, how do you feel? Like, are you able to go, the only person that that's hurting is that person, so let it go, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Or is, like, the green-eyed monster just like, I'm going to show you. So, I mean, again, in in the
1: fact that these uh, podcasts often become calling Rachel out uh, <laughs> stories. It's too fun. I'll offer another example that, <laughs> that calls me out. Um, in a way but also calls out other people <laughs> so there is a really good example of that um a, like a month two months ago i don't know when it was uh our gym did the hero, uh the hero wad nate mm-hmm. and i remember I, I had gotten ring muscle ups and i was like stoked like i was like i can try it like even if i got one i could log an rx score for nate because the kettlebell swing weight was within my capacity and the handstand push-ups were working at that time as well so it was like i could actually do ring muscle ups handstand push-ups and the kettlebell swing weight of that workout rx so i was stoked
0: mm-hmm.
1: um through again, I'm sure it's not malice, probably just equally, you know, an, an ego driven thing. Like my ego was definitely driving my excitement for that workout. Right. I was going to be able to log something pretty badass. Um, but similarly, a number of other people that same day logged RX, but they did bar muscle ups.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it was like, that's also great, right? A lot of people um, had gotten bar muscle-ups recently. Um, and so I think there was a, like, right? People who were literally just having the same feelings I was. Like, I've got
0: this skill. You have no idea I, how right? how bruised my ego right? was. to have to log scale. That was scale. the first workout that I ever did bar muscle-ups. And, and I had to log it scale. you had to log at scale. But, but,
1: but you but logged it scale. I logged it scale. Other people did exactly what you did and logged it Rx. And so we had this little discussion in the coaches' chat of like, hey, this is a great opportunity for us as coaches to decide how are we gonna kind of hold people to standards and how encourage them to reflect on whether things are being driven by their ego or. Um, and, and there's you know, nothing it, it wrong, like some feathers, and it I've always ruffled some feathers. Oh, so. for sure,
0: I've always maintained that RX is something that you should earn absolutely, and like, I maybe now just about consider myself an rx athlete i do most of my workouts rx but until very recently there was you know gaping holes yeah. in the gymnastics department yeah and i'm still like i'm pretty confident now that if there's bar muscle ups in the workout even if they have to be done at singles they're gonna yeah, happen. you're gonna do them yeah ring muscle yeah. ups i've done some but yeah. i'm still not like Quite confident that, like, yes, I can jump yeah. up to these, and it's going to happen. And it's it's like, happen. Yeah. and a lot of that's to do with like a shoulder injury and lots of pain, and knowing that it yeah. probably hurt, and that's difficult mentally yeah. to make yourself do something where you're like, this could go well, or it could really freaking hurt. Like the handstand push-up yesterday. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's, that was a bad. Those were idea. not
1: working for us. I was like,
0: that—that's one of those things where I'm like, mm-hmm. never mind, it'll come back. You're good, yeah. but yeah, it's—it's always—it's all. Always, <laughs> reflect people reflect
1: <laughs> because also it's like right like the the example i was talking about earlier of like what if a year from now you do that same workout like it is it is amazing to earn something at the gym right whether it's a specific number on a lift or a certain movement like if you go through the process put in all the work like your awesome new tattoo like right like find out what happens when you don't give up like why would you want to rob yourself of, like, those kind of amazing feelings, right? Which then help compound other amazing achievements, right? Like, the the momentum. Whereas if you walk into a gym and think, oh, I'm already good. I already know I'm already Rx. I'm just going to log all these things Rx. You just, like, right? Like, that telling did, yourself that untruth just means you're not going to have all these exciting ups and downs. I did come across it
0: once where somebody who typically does rx workouts for the most part mm. um had to do a scaled version yeah. but logged at rx because they typically do rx right, because workouts because they're so an rx like, athlete and it's like no that's not how does that help you and yeah. that's the kind of thing it's like like you want to if you want to continue to get better mm-hmm. like how do you help yourself yeah. and lying to yourself doesn't help you get better yeah it's going to trip you up. Yep. It's going to hinder your progress in the same way, like the nutrition stuff, lying to yourself or lying to your coach or other mm-hmm. people, you're going to come on stuck at some point. Oh yeah. Either from lack of progress or like yeah. going entirely in the wrong direction.
1: Yeah. Like the truth that we just uncovered by logging what I did yesterday into my nutrition app. Right. I mean, like I will now, I now have information so that in the next few days, if I was expecting any changes on the scale or anything like that, like I have this knowledge to be like, that's why,
0: right? Like, like this is, this and is actually, all good
1: data to have. And
0: like right? that hero workout, Nate, when, yeah. you know, I was just thrilled to have done a workout and pull off going from like none ever in a workout, yeah. getting one, losing them, getting two, losing them, entirely losing the plot with them. And then having a kind of, oh, I think I figured it out again, to then doing 18 of them in a, in a workout, like, yes, it would have been so nice to have gone like, RX but I was also like, really happy to log, to log them, but yeah. you know, log it scaled. And like you said, I've now got a reference point, And at some point in the future, within the next year, I will go and do that properly RX Yeah. Yeah. And how and it's great it's going to, work gonna to work. feel,
1: right? Like when you do that. Like one of the things, SugarWad is kind of a funny example of the way, right? Like people use these apps to track their progress over time. And for whatever reason, we, some workout like a year ago involved something related to strict handstand pushups. And I, I, I haven't figured out how to go back in and fix it. But for whatever reason, when handstand pushups come up, SugarWad says that my PR is four. Strict push up, handstand push ups. Mm-hmm. That's just not true. I can't do four in a row. <laughs> like, and I'm trying to think back. Maybe it was like, yeah, like maybe I logged something wrong on a day I was actually doing kipping, mm-hmm. or it was maybe I had an ab mat or something and didn't oh, okay. like logged, right? Like maybe it was human error, or it could be sometimes Sugar like will like add things together. Like I did four singles. And it gave me a total score of four or something like that, right? Um, But it's funny to me because now when it comes up, I know that that's a lie, right? Like Mm -hmm. that record in Sugar Watt is not true. Um, But every time I see it, it like makes me feel bad because I'm like, I know that's not true. I know I never did that, but I wish I could, you know, like I wish I right? could do four. Um, and so that, you know, that's bad data. That's or if you've just forgotten kind of that making, it was like not yeah. true.
0: Yeah. And then now you can't do it. You're like, well, I'd be so now I, my progress is no longer going forward. So I'm starting right. to and regress. Back,
1: backwards. And, and it's true, right? I mean, we we definitely talk about that as master's athletes a lot, right? Of like comparing yourself now to what you used to be able to do for a lot of people as they get older is like a really sad place to be. Like you and I are very fortunate that we are at an age, like we are still getting better mm-hmm. and I'm so happy about that. But at some point we're going to plateau or right injuries or something will happen. Like, you know, there's no one, no one can have an infinitely, you know, upward trajectory of progress, um,
0: for an indefinite amount of time, you know? And
1: it is so hard to compare yourself to be like I used to be able to do. This. Well, I think
0: that's like a fair final point, like today on on the kind of subject of untruths to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this matters it, it to what age you are, but like that I used to be able to do this. I hear yeah. young people all the time saying, "Oh, well, I used to be able to do this, yeah. so I'm going to do it now," and they do it at the detriment of like listening to mm-hmm. the coach. Yeah. and actually thinking about like what am I capable of now and if I'm trying to jump ahead because allegedly I used yeah. to be able to do this thing you're probably doing yourself a complete disservice and your journey back to whatever it was the skill or the number or whatever which may or may not have been a truth in the first place. Yeah it could have been like my four strict handstand pushups ups um, like. <laughs> It's going to take way longer. Yeah. Um, and, and also for anybody who is on that kind of like oh I used to be able to do this and then we will, especially like something Olympic lifting, you know, if you tell me that you can snatch 250 pounds because you, you used to be able to snatch 250 pounds and now you've got 135 on the bar and you look like a freaking noodle. I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only way you can lift monumental weights in Olympic lifting is to have great form and to understand how to hold tension in your body. And when you see somebody who's claiming something epic, and the way they set up is just, like, you you can't even lift lightweight like that. You're like, yeah, that's just an out, straight out lie. Yeah. And then you got to ask why. Again, yeah. like, you will make yourself look incredibly silly. Yeah. Because you can, you see through that stuff. Now, if somebody was like, yeah, I used to be able to snatch 145, then I had some injuries or whatever, yeah. and now they're snatching, like, 125... And the form looks good but like the strength is just not yeah. there anymore you go okay that's believable and as a coach you're like
1: not only is that believable as a coach you are like and we can get you back to that number <laughs> if if you're willing to like put in the work right because that's the other thing of you think back like i used to be able to do this and it's like well if that's true don't you also remember that you probably had to work at it like yeah. to get up to that number in the first place it's not like you just woke up one day and could snatch 200 pounds um there was probably some work that you put into it before you hit that number. So then however many years later, like, why do we, why do we forget (laughs) that there also was work involved, right? Like I will never forget how long and how it took me and how much work I put in to get my first strict handstand push up with like a prop, like a try, like a gymnastics one, like a tripod, basically a one that you could do sort of freestanding. Like I, that was so much work I put in for like probably two to three months. Mm-hmm. And once I stopped doing all that training, I don't think I can even do one anymore. Right. Like, I mean, it's it's also like gymnastic skills, especially like to maintain them takes so much work. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's also like, you know, I, I can say I used to be able to do one strict handstand push up, I'm not so sure anymore. And that's a really good, like, humble place to be but also a place that means like i want to go back to working at it
0: yeah so i think being humble and being honest is the best policy and if you are surrounded by good coaches like your nutrition coach or you know if rachel's your coach in the gym <laughs> she asks you to reflect you well, know, track. asks you to reflect <laughs> people will see through lies like yeah it if somebody's telling me, somebody who's a nutrition client of mine is telling me something and it's a complete like disconnect with what I'm seeing, I'm not going to go, wow, I suck. I gave you the wrong numbers. Right. I'm going to go, yeah. hmm, <laughs> let's dig into this a little bit and yeah. get truthful. And I always tell people when I start up, like there is no judgment. So if you come to me yeah. and be like, yeah, I blew it all up this weekend. I had a freaking fabulous time though. And that was a one-off. Cool. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, well, I don't even want to work okay. with you anymore because you suck. Right. <laughs> well, that's right. I was like... In the I same admit, way, like, like as CrossFit coaches, just, if somebody's like, yeah. yep, I used to be able to do some stuff, haven't worked at it, can't do it anymore, like, or I've got in, had injuries, so now I have mm-hmm. to work in a different way, so I've got to relearn some stuff, I'm ready to go, I'm humble, let's do it. Like, great. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. Not only would I not judge that, like...
1: I mean, right? Like it's the exact opposite. If I see an athlete like that, I want to pour more into them as Mm -hmm. a coach because they're also just showing like they're coachable and they're interested in the process. Um, And
0: then if you also, if you actually listen to this and you actually do a little deep dive into yourself and you actually start to realize that your whole life is based around untruths. Like if you're not telling the truth about how you fuel yourself what you put in your body if you're not able to tell the truth with like what you're capable of in the gym yeah it's probably there's probably other parts of your life ask yourself why and you gotta find that why yeah and that is not a comfortable thing to do but if you ever want to actually make any real progress Mm -hmm. you gotta figure it out and ask the the difficult questions otherwise people don't lie yeah,
1: don't lie. We and I guarantee a... you there are people around you that know. Okay. Like,
0: <laughs> right?
1: I mean, like there're also people you you could ask if you're, you know, am I doing this? Like, I bet there are people close to you who kind of see it and can help you determine. When and am if I somebody does
0: it. ask you that, like if somebody actually had the balls to be like, "Hey, am I like dishonest or telling on truth mm-hmm. or lying about this or whatever, however you want to put it?" Be a good friend and if they are say, "Yeah, but now we've got a starting right. point exactly be gentle and loving <laughs> yeah and ask them to reflect ask, them to reflect. ask them to reflect Yeah. And yes. well, there we go <laughs> i think we did a fabulous job even though we're sort of tired and hungover and having we're just fueled by all those thousands of calories. I, I
1: am i
0: mean should go out for a run now i
1: know i feel like i certainly could i'm i'm my my muscles are all full of sugar.
0: My glycogen stores are completely replenished. Splendid. <laughs> Nothing like replenished glycogen stores. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and we will talk to you again soon.